Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Grind in our third and final spring sports event of our series this year, Road to the NFL Draft. This is our bonus episode five of season two, the very best one yet. We are excited to have everyone involved today, attendees, supporters, sponsors, our special guests in our Daily Grind team. So let's get the party started and... uh, our journey <laughs> to the dra- NFL draft week. So like I said, welcome also to our sponsors. So we would like to give a shout out to Grow Your Muscle Studio here off M, Wilson Sporting Goods, Humble Bear Company, Trust the Grind, Aura Sports Drink, and Sports Headline Podcast. In addition, we'd like to introduce you all to our event panel for tonight's event, including Jennifer uh, Fenord, Rachel Smith, uh, Kelly Johnson, your host here, and Lauren Ricks, Daily Grind Podcast Sports Marketing Intern. <laughs> Woohoo! So we'll jump right into the huddle uh, here with the, the road to the NFL draft, and we'll start with our panel discussion, including both of our special guests on today's show. So. Yes, Jennifer and Rachel, to get us going in the lineup here, can you briefly introduce yourselves and what you do on your daily grind? I'll go first. (laughs) My name is Jennifer Fernord. I am a recent grad of SUNY Cortland, class of 2019. I was the director of football operations while attending SUNY Cortland, and my goal is to actually become a director of operations for either, you know, any professional um, team. I used to want to do NBA or NFL, but now I'm just like very open-minded, especially during like, you know, COVID and everything. But after graduation, I actually got an internship with the NIU um, university football team. So um, I did that for one season and, you know, like COVID happened. So like, you know, everything was just like kind of all over the place, but like, I never like really stopped grinding. The year that I actually interned for NIU, I was able to work the Super Bowl experience. So I got the chance to like, you know, go out to Miami and then just like be a part of an experience that I didn't even know that was like actually going on. Did what I had to do, made my connections and I was able to work the Tampa Super Bowl. So this year's Super Bowl, I always forget the numbers and that's bad, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to do the Roman numerals. But um, like I, just like during COVID, I just kind of didn't know what I wanted to do, especially because, you know, the sports world was not really intact. And I was just like away. I'm actually in Illinois right now. I stayed out here because, you know, I kind of still wanted to stay away from home, you know, just to, you know, like grow and develop into the young woman that I am. And I actually like, you know, have have a family out here too in Illinois. So, you know, NIU has always been supportive of like my dream and I just couldn't really, I always have to give props to NIU, especially because I came out here all by myself, didn't know anyone. And now I'm here almost two years later. So right now I've 
I'm kind of like working events right now. So I'm kind of like freelancing. I don't have like a set, you know, like team or like job that I'm working for. I'm actually an upcoming business owner. Like I'm actually, I've never like really told anyone, but like, I feel like it's time, you know, everything's kind of like in motion. So wonderful. Yeah. We're excited to learn more about your story and your daily grind. True daily grinder out there. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a recent grad as well. I graduated from the University of Miami in 2020, quite a year. I've always known I wanted to, I originally wanted to be a journalist. Um, I've always known that. So everything that I did kind of until college was on that path. And even when I got to college, I majored in broadcast, but I've always had this love of sport. And so I also, I doubled in sports administration and my first internship was at Bleacher Report. And from there, I kind of was hooked. So I really uh, started to fall in love with telling unique stories. And really specifically, my passion, I think, is telling stories of people who um, are kind of underrepresented. And it, it sounds weird, but there's often this story of like, you know, a guy typically who has had a hard life and sports was their way out. But my passion is really telling stories that are far deeper than that because they are uh, more than athletes to put it like that. So uh, in addition to Bleacher Report, I've had a ton of internships. So I've been really blessed in that regard. Uh, Madison Square Garden, when the Super Bowl was here in Miami, I interned at the host committee. Most recently ESPN. So that was great. Uh, Right now, I just um, started as a producer at the Miami Dolphins, so I'm really excited about that. So I'm about three months into uh, my first real, real job, so I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, perfect timing to have you on the show for tonight for our virtual event. Again, another True Daily Grinder. Excited to learn more about your story throughout our our interviews and, and event here today. So yes, Jennifer and Rachel, so you gave us quite the quite the introductions how you both manage your daily schedule I can kick it off <laughs> daily schedule I think I'm really trying to do better about being on a consistent consistent schedule I really like to start by waking up as early as I can I like to start with prayers and manifestations like really get my mind right for the day I found that that has been super important for me because the day can get ahead of you and get so hectic really really fast um, so I really like to start my day like that. Um, coffee, coffee, coffee. And then I work and also I do freelance as well. So by the time I get home, it's really just beginning of the second part of my day where I work on other videos. I have a, it's kind of a podcast. It's a video podcast. It's called Girls of the Game. So I'm working, interviewing women in sports. So it's all a part of the grind, as you said. So it's, it's not easy, but when you love what you do and when you're really passionate about it, you make it work. Yeah, like, just like what Rachel said, like, I'm actually trying to, like, be really, really consistent with, especially, like, the positive things that help you along the run, so I'm really not a morning person. I hate saying it, but, like, I really try my best to just, like, wake up and start my day on a positive note, because ever since, you know, in college, like, I was always, like, waking up and being miserable about like going to class and like that didn't really like help along the day like I just felt like on some days it wasn't all the time because there were times where I'm always like happy on campus because I'm having a great day but like my um, college schedule was so busy that I never even had time to eat 
So like I've gotten used to not eating breakfast and like now, like, you know, just being even out here in Illinois, like I've just been like, no, waking up breakfast. Like I got to do that. So I've been doing that. And then um, I've actually started like working out. So I've been very, very consistent on that. I'm actually like so sore right now. I went to the gym yesterday going after this. So <laughs> I've gotten into that and I just learned the importance of working out because I never used to work out. Like in college, I worked at the gym and the most beautiful gym in the D3 area, most beautiful gym. And I would just go to work and it would be like, wow, like I could be working out right now. I could be like really, really healthy right now, but I, you know, I don't have the time to because my schedule is so packed. So now I start working out and like my body feels even better. Just great. Like I'm happy about that. But, and then I actually work at a restaurant. So I'm a waitress. I've never been a waitress before. And it's just like so different. And I'm in a college town. So I like, my nights are like booked because I'm like, you know, at the restaurant. So just like even waitressing, I'm just like, wow, like some people can be so mean or like some people can be so nice. Like I can, I always like learn, you know, you're the first person that they see you're representing, you know, the restaurant and it's like, that's what you do. But I, I'm trying to wake up in the morning after like a long night of just like, you know, doing all of that. But I mean, I recommend the waitressing to everyone, like just like service, like how, like how does like someone feel about just like this, or you just like meet certain people every day. So it's, that's my day. That's my daily schedule. So I'm like, I mean, I'm working on it. And, you know, I, I believe in myself because, you know, I'm the only, I'm the oldest out of like, you know, three kids. And, you know, I'm just trying to be a better example for like, you know, my little sister and like younger brother. And like, they kind of want to follow my footsteps, like high school, college and all of that. So I think I'm doing a little, a little good job, a little good job. Yeah, wonderful. No, both of you have quite the grinds, as we as we said in the introduction here. Uh, you mentioned both really great key takeaways so far in our event, just in regards to doing something that you're passionate about, you know, striving towards those goals, trusting trusting yourself, building that confidence, and also doing stuff that is valuable to you, that stuff that you enjoy in achieving your goals and being efficient on, on your daily grind here. So yeah, that kind of leads me up to my next question too. What is the best time in in the day to do like the most difficult tasks that you have on your plate. So like you guys mentioned, you know, balancing a lot of different things on top of your nine to five job. But like, if you have something that big challenge or something that's very difficult or a thing that might be more time consuming, how do you prioritize uh, where it goes in your schedule? I think for me, I really love lists. I think there's something about crossing things off that just like, I love that. So whenever I have to do something, I don't know if I have like a right time of the day to do it, but I like to like write things out. So like, let's say the task is I'm making a video on the Dolphins voting campaign or whatever. And then the subtasks are, I need to interview these people. I need to transcribe the interviews. I need to do this. I need to do that. So I like having smaller tasks that help the bigger tasks seem not as big. And that really helps me. I was going to say, Rachel, do you like highlighters too? I ha- love highlighters. I love markers. I love colored pins, like the whole nine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Honestly, I would say maybe like the morning. Like I feel like waking up in the morning, getting in your mood and your zone and then like tackling the task. I feel like, you know, in, in my opinion, I get a lot done in the morning. And then like I look at the time and it's like 12 o'clock. I'm like, wow, like I have a full day ahead of me. 
I think maybe morning and then like what Rachel said, list. Like mm -hmm. I would always make sure that the day before, I'm like, you know what? I want to be prepared when I wake up. So I am going to write a list of like the things that I have to do. And then I would do the hardest part of my day in the morning because tackling it in the morning and then like having so much time to maybe like, you know, like relax or like do something and then like preparing for like, you know, the mini tasks that you have to do. So I would definitely say morning mm -hmm. and planners, planners, um, calendars. Like I have reminders on like, like Google calendar reminders, reminders on your like iPhone, just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Note, um, sticky notes, just everywhere. Yes, definitely. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah, the essentials for just staying organized and being on top of your game and just the power through those those tasks uh, throughout the day, whether it's in the morning or towards the evening, which is great. Yeah, both of you guys put up really great points in that area. Yeah, uh, just speaking, Jennifer, just on, on going off the mood and being in, having that right mindset, what can we do as a daily grinder to, if we have a difficult task or something that kind of uh, offsets our, our motivation or, you know, if we have a creative a creative block like how can we overcome that I like to pray like I'm like you know like religious so I really like to pray I definitely feel better I feel like I'm in a better mood and then if it's like really bad like I like to listen to music because like music definitely is like soothing especially like gospel music I'm just like all right like I need some type of motivation like I need like a line from like this song or like I need just like something to like really get me going and then I've actually started getting into like podcasts so I've like list I've listened to like some podcasts I'm actually a host for one of my friends he actually went to Cortland he um it's called what's your grind like and we actually did some episodes and that's how I actually started listening to other podcasts. So positive podcasts really, really help. And then I like talking to my mom. I'll call my mom and be like, mom, I'm, today's the day that I don't feel it. I need something. Mm -hmm. And she'd be like, come on. Like she will get me in the mood. So I just feel like family and like love, especially just like helps me just like, you know, really tackle what I need to do. I don't do everything at the same time, but like if I need to just do like one out of the five, positive things to do I would definitely do it so mm -hmm. that's what I would yeah that's that's really great to hear how about you Rachel I think this is such a good question for me I it's like there's so many levels to it so I like Jennifer I'm super uh spiritual religious all of these things so I do love to pray and just honestly ask for guidance um but when I think about where I am right now, like I feel like I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams. And I have a responsibility to make sure I'm not the only person in the position that I am now. So when I think about it from that lens, I think I have to go so hard because there are so many men and women that are going to come after me that depend on me to do a good job right now. And that's not fair to me. It's not fair to people in the industry that look like me and that are in these positions but it's the responsibility that we have. And so with that, you can either be resentful of it or you can use it to empower yourself. And I try to do the latter. And I also really love to listen to like all the women that are on my show. So I, women like Joy Taylor and MJ Acosta and uh, Taylor Rooks, them sharing their stories, it's so inspiring for me. And I feel like even my mom, like her talking about just she was the only woman and she's a neuroscientist by training. So imagine, uh, you know, years ago being the only neuroscientist that's a woman and that's black. 
So I think about how in a lot of aspects, I have it so much easier than people had it before me. And I just think that it's really my responsibility to make sure that we're in the room now. So like, let's be the decision makers and let's make sure that there are 10 of us in the room. Really well said. Yep. I I agree with both of you and just great takeaways, just having that support system or being able to bounce off ideas or go to someone and and vice versa. We, we preach that a lot on the daily grind to, if you're passionate about something, be that support system for someone else out there looking to, whether it's a, a recent college grad or someone that's, you know, trying to pursue some major, some major or start their own side hustle, like be supportive and be able to answer their questions if you're an expert in that industry or be able to point them in the right direction. I think that's really important and it helps again with not only inspiring you to to do well in, in your own daily grind, but also help achieve your goals and share that success story with them as well and hopefully motivate them along the way too. So yes, speaking of motivation and just in regards to after checking off the different things you have on your to-do list or on those planners, do you both believe in rewarding yourself after those accomplishments? Absolutely. I am mean so- Rachel is like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Work hard, play harder. Oh, yeah. This is Kyra, everybody. But yes, absolutely. Like I think in college, like much like Jennifer, I had like three jobs. Like I did not sleep. I was like, like there was one semester I was working, I was interning at the Dolphins. I was interning at the Super Bowl host committee. I had like six classes. I uh, was the executive producer of a show. I just was going so, so hard trying to make sure that when I graduated, I had like my life together. And then it's like the joke of it all. It's not funny at all, but like COVID happened. And there are so many things that are outside of your control. But even in that, like me just going nonstop, I always made sure to have fun. And I'm so glad I did because otherwise my memories would just be full of work and not like my lasting friendships and having fun. And I think you know, you're only young for so long and not to say that when you're older, you can't have fun. That's definitely not it, but it's a different type of fun. So I want to make sure that I enjoy every moment that I have in this time. And that's one thing I'm really trying to be more conscious of is being in the moment and really appreciating where I am in life at every point in life. That was beautiful. She just, she just did that. I don't have to say anything else. She just did that. But no, like definitely reward myself because there are times where things that I used to worry about in high school, like my nails or like my eyebrows, I stopped like worrying about it for months and I'm like, all right, Jen, maybe let's just do that because you worked so hard for what you've done. So I definitely reward myself. Like most definitely, I believe in it because I feel like number one is like self-love is literally the best love. So I think, you know, to even be able to love people around you because you always got to walk with love. You got to be able to love yourself. So, I mean, I'm definitely, you know, like I'm working on it. You know, I'm not a hundred percent there yet, but maybe like 95, like, you know, there's some times where, you know, you blame yourself for like some mistakes I've you, you, you've done and, you know, you know, it's kind of not difficult, but like, it can be a challenge to like get out of that, you know, funk, but you just got to remember like what Rachel said, like you deserve, to, you got to do this, you know, like ancestors, you know, especially the people that's coming, you know, after you like, you know, share your story because you can definitely inspire someone. So I'm definitely inspired by you, Rachel. You are I love it. (laughs) I love it. I'm inspired by you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yes, both of you are inspiring. That's why we have you on on today's event. Yes, 
Uh, I love these mantras. I, I think this fits well with today's episode and just in general. When you put in that all that hard work and effort and that build up to that journey that you have, you you need to reward yourself and you need to you don't want to be burnt out from 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 that progress. So and you want to continually elevate yourself, uh, share your story, have that success in what you want to do on your daily grind. So yes, the last question of our panel discussion here. Just speaking of those obstacles and those challenges and being able to accomplish them, what was the most difficult obstacle to get around being a female in sports? I can I can start this. I'm going to go way back. In high school, I was the basketball manager for my high school. We were D1 high school, so we were sponsored by you know, like Nike. We actually were sponsored by Kobe, and we like met Kobe. So like when that happened, it broke my heart. Like I was just like, heartbroken after that but I it was my first time just like being a manager of a team and I was the only I was one out of two girls working for a varsity team and we were only like freshmen sophomores so I was always shy I never like really step out of my comfort zone like this was me stepping out of my comfort zone and seeing how like men were especially competitively like I'm not even talking about like generally like when they're in their zone of like working to you know win the game I'm like I can do this I can do this because I'm inspired by these men right now I've never like I was never a part of a team and I felt like I was part of a team even though I wasn't playing the game I wasn't on the court but I'm just being like so young and like doing it as especially as a black woman I was like I can do this and seeing that it wasn't really a lot of you know black women in sports at the time in high school I graduated what 2015 so I was like I was I was young and I'm like you know what I I can I could try to get up there you know let me like let me at least try and I stepped out of my comfort zone and my coaches were always supporting me like my support system was never not there like I always had a support system and going to college you know going from basketball to football I was like whoa like this is really intense how am I gonna do it I'm like I could do it I could do it. Like, let me just be myself. Let me be the woman that my mom and dad, you know, helped create. Let me be the woman that, you know, I learned from my mistakes, but this is me. This is Jen because college was all about finding yourself. So I shout outs to Cortland, like shout outs to SUNY Cortland, shout outs to Lauren, shout outs to literally because if I was, if I didn't have the confidence to even work for a D3 football team, I was never going to have confidence to do anything after that anything after that. So even when I used to do the tours for the football team at Saturday morning, so Saturday, Saturday the game days, Saturday mornings, we had like recruits. And then like, I would see like, you know, cause there was, there were some white recruits and there were some black recruits and I would see the black recruits, the parents, especially the moms, oh, football moms. Oh my gosh. Especially the moms, they would, you know, look at me and they're like, wow, this you're the only girl let alone you look like one of us like I trust you right now and I saw like how comfortable the parents were because we went to a predominantly white um college like you know it wasn't a HBCU it was predominantly white which was okay which was okay I didn't have a problem with it but seeing how in sports the way you know like we can be portrayed men and women I was like wow like you feel comfortable around me that makes me happy because I know like this is where I belong and I knew from then on freshman year I told myself I'm going to be on that field sophomore year I did it and I graduated with you know 
that credential. And I'm always going to be proud of that moment because I could have quit. I didn't like waking up in the mornings for 6 a.m. football practice. Like sometimes I wouldn't even go to it, but I knew it was worth it. I knew it was worth it. And by senior year, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. I want to stay in sports, even if I have to sidetrack and do other stuff that I want to do, because there's other stuff other than sports I want to do. Like, you know, even like podcasting, you know, shout outs to Jalil and Melanie, like, you know, what's your grind like? Even just like working out, you know, I like to do hair and makeup. Like, you know, I like to be, you know, a woman, you know, especially being around a hundred guys all the time. I need to be Husa. Kumbaya, me and women all the time. But just that, I'm like, you know what? This is where I want to do this. And I want, you know, the little young girls, you know, even boys be inspired because I have a little sister. She's 13. I don't, I want her to be better than me. I told my grades weren't up to par. And I don't, I don't, I'm not ashamed of that because I worked my butt off to graduate in four years. So I tell my sister all the time, listen, I know right now it's not all sweet, but you need to finish school. She is at 13. I'm like, what do we do at 13? Nowadays, especially with just social media, way different now. And I want to, you know, guide her and like, you know, want her to like follow the right path. So I'm just definitely doing this for my family. You know, my mom and dad, immigrants from Haiti. So Mom, I was her first, so she really looks at me like, wow, like, you doing what you saying you doing. So <laughs> I, like, really appreciate just all everything that I've, you know, led up to. And I'm it's, this is only the beginning. You know, I'm not saying this at the end of anything. Only the beginning to level up the way I need to, so... Really great example too, uh, Jennifer. Really appreciate the you know the insights and going outside your comfort zone. And again, lots of great takeaways for for our listeners here today. Yes, Rachel, do you have an example too about being female in sports? Yeah, I mean there are there are a ton, right? So there's the constantly being mistaken as someone who's not supposed to be there. Whether that means they think you're like you know a girlfriend or whatever, like you're not supposed to be back here. There's all of those things which happen. Uh, But I think um, it's the most frustrating one would probably be the having to prove uh, yourself over and over and over and over again. Like, yes, I do understand the game of football, believe it or not. I wouldn't have gotten here if I didn't. So it's like that type of stuff is is frustrating, but I think I have to do it less and less and less. Um, and I think that's because there are so many women in this in this industry. I remember asking Joy Taylor that that question, and she's like, "I don't really think that's a thing anymore," which I think is amazing because it used to be like being a woman in a sport in sports was so abstract and it was so that doesn't really happen. But there are so many women in sports now. But that being said, I feel like moving forward, you you are going to have to make a conscious effort of not just trusting someone because they're a woman. You have to also know that they're a good person too, because just because someone's another woman doesn't mean that they really have your best interest at heart. So I think it's becoming better and better. And I do have so many allies that I'm so grateful for. And honestly, I think all of my supervisors, except one in my entire career has been a woman. So I think that's really provided me a unique perspective um, but I think I only see it getting better from here. Yeah, really well said, Rachel. I think, yeah, Rachel, Jennifer, you both add value to the teams that you're on. 
on and off the field in sports uh, in this industry, which is really, really great to see shedding light on us women in sports here. Going off of trusting relationships, you know, having that support system, believing in yourself, building that confidence, a lot of continual themes that we we're here on today's episode, which is great. So yeah, that wraps up for our panel discussion here. I will move forward to our more one-on-one to get closer up with our special guests. Uh, so we'll kick off with uh, Jennifer. So in general, you, you teased that earlier on the show, but what was like the hardest part of transitioning from that college life to more, I guess, that real adulthood life for our younger audience here? Honestly, just like not having my mom, you know, there to tell me what to do, if I'm being real honest. So my freshman year, I was on academic probation and I just thought to myself, all right, Jen, this is what you want to do, but you you can't do this. Like you have to, you know, discipline yourself. You know, mommy's not here. Daddy's not here to hold your hand. And, you know, you have to prove to them that, you know, you're able to be out here alone because I was four hours away from Brooklyn and, you know, it was like a little far for my mom, but it was just enough because I originally wanted to school. I wanted to go to to St. Leo in Florida. My mom was just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I'm like, all right, well, I have to build trust with my mom and just trying to prove to her, you know what? I can do this. So I'm going to do this for you as well for me. So just not having like that discipline, but um, I got it together. Thank, thank, thank God, but I got it together. And, you know, I just had to just discipline myself. You know, I had to, you know, wake up for class and like make sure that I'm, you know, even just eating. Cause that was one thing about my mom. My mom wants to always know if I'm eating, if I'm eating. So important to her. I'm like, yes, mom, I'm eating. Or like, I'm sometimes I was scared to tell her I didn't eat and she was just, she would she just be so concerned, you know, and I don't want that from my mom. I want my mom to be comfortable that, hey, you know, I'm out here just like doing this for, you know, us. So that would be it, like the discipline. But I got it together my last year. So, yeah, definitely. For sure. I think it takes just to have like to build up to those habits or just in general to get us in a routine or get us on our grind and know what our best practices are. It's just kind of a trial and error in a sense, or just kind of building up, believing in yourself, trusting the process along the way. So, and just even going forward to ET's not earlier on the panel discussion, but being a minority woman in an industry that is dominated by men most of the time, what was the moment that you decided like it was, it was the right field for you, you know, working in sports? I know you touched on it. You were uh, interested in sports during high school. Did you have like an aha moment essentially? So it was one, it was one time I was walking from football practice with one of the coaches and all the coaches, we had like a relationship where it was just like one of a kind. Like I had individual relationships with like each and every position coach. So um, one of my coaches, I would, you know, tell him, I'm like, coach, like, I don't know if this, like, if this is for me anymore. Like, I don't know if I want to like continue in sports because I know that it will be tough and I don't want to just not be here because of, you know, my skin color. And he was just like, Jen, what? what do you, why, why would you say that? I'm like, I don't know, man. I was just like in one of those moods. And he was like, Jen, you know, you have an advantage. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you are a black woman. I was like, you are so right. Like literally in that moment, 
oh, shout out to Coach Shelly. In that moment, I was like, whoa, you're right. He was like, do you know how comfortable the parents feel around you? I'm like, you're right, because they always talk to me. Like, I'm always just like talking to the parents, especially the Black parents. And I'm like, wow, haha, let me keep going. <laughs> and that was maybe like my sophomore, junior year of college. So I told myself, all right, after that moment, I'm like, all right, all right, let me stop. Let me stop like playing with myself right now, Jen. You are a Black woman. And that those two words, literally just idea, thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. Let me just keep this confidence going, keep this momentum going because I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. So that that was my aha moment. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I think that's that's a great. We need to celebrate the wins here uh, on our show today, and just in general. Again, going to building those relationships, uh, hold true to your values and what you preach and what you want to share, and share that passion with others too. And again, having I think it's really key to have those effective communication skills as well as being personal uh, to any audience in general. Whether it's talking to to coaches, to talking to people when you're uh, leading those tours, or just in general your coworkers, peers, all the above. I think it really holds value and it shows your your true personality which i think is really important to, as as a daily grinder so yes uh just speaking of it kind of leads me to my next question but what's your source of of personal motivation i like to really be alone talk to myself i don't know i don't want to sound crazy but i really have to talk to myself because there are times where i don't even have time for myself and i'm like you know what jen let's get let's get in the moment and it's just me and you and you know i have to listen to something else so like podcasts or like even just like you know read the bible or like just have like just little motivational excerpts from like anything so i would like really just be like all right like let's just focus on you like you are important because without anybody else it's just you so let's get you down packed first and that's 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 what i do for my personal motivation and then like i said before like i just it's something about my mom just having to just like talk to her I just feel so comfortable around her I, I know that she's not judging me at all like I can just be myself around her and she's always gonna love me for like who I am so it's good to know that you know there's someone out there that loves you the way you are and they're just proud of you she's just always been so proud even if I'm not where I'm at right now like where I want to be she's still proud and it's like just knowing that one person can do that and like change your mood in an instant I always need her around me and you know my mom she's my rock and I think I'm I always get emotional because me and my mom we never had a, a like a good relationship when I was younger in high school like so confused I didn't know what was going on apparently it was something called hormones and I'm like all right I don't know why like me and my mom just can't get along but when I went away like she was literally my best friend my best friend so you know I always you know, really be like, wow, mom, you came here by yourself from Haiti. You knew nothing about America at all. And now you have three kids and you are working at um at a nursing home and you always make sure that your kids get, not what they, I wasn't spoiled, but she always made sure we were good, always. I never felt poor with with, with her. Like she always made sure that we were in private school. So she paid that money, all three of us. I can never like not thank her. I thank her every day for everything she does. Mm -hmm. I get teary eyed when she's telling me she's going to work. I'm like, 
oh, you still working? Like, mom, like you're getting older. Like, I don't, I just want to make sure you're good. So that's why I, my mom is like really my why, like I got to do this for her. So I just think about her when I feel like I want to quit. That's, that's awesome, Jennifer. I think, again, having that support system and vice versa too, just being able to lean on someone or, you know, send a message, send a thank you. Everyone loves those shout outs out there. I think we need to celebrate those wins build on those relationships maintain them as well so with your mom I think that's really important family 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 comes first a lot and we have, we have a podcast family here too now 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 that I know that you're in the podcast realm so uh which is awesome to hear so yeah my last question to uh, Jennifer for you so you kind of teased on it maybe you can tease us on the daily grind here but what does your future hold for you right now I used to always plan just everything and COVID really taught me like, wow, sometimes your plan will not, it's, it won't happen because of, you know, certain circumstances. But right now, like I said, I am a new and upcoming business owner. So I'm like really excited about that. I really want to get this going so that this is like my foundation. And I do plan on getting my master's. I plan on getting my master's. Um, I know I waited a little long, like I, it's 2021, I graduated in 2019, but school is not my best friend. So I didn't want to rush into anything that I knew that I'm only doing this because everyone is like, you should get your master's, you should get your master's. I need to prepare myself for that because I don't want to be the same person I was four years ago. I need to learn from my mistakes and I need to prove to myself, listen, I know that school was never your best friend, but this is a whole new level that you need to conquer. Um, I definitely do plan on getting my master's. And then, you know, my goal is definitely, you know, either to work in the professional, you know, feel like the NBA or the NFL, or just still open-minded about everything else. So I actually just worked the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So I was like at my first golf event. I'm like, golf is cool. Golf is cool. Like, you know, I wouldn't even mind doing golf. So I'm just like, I still have, I still get in contact with my connections. You know, I, I was the, I was a game seven marketing brand ambassador. So um, they were always team up with Nike. So I didn't realize what kind of environment I was in. I would just, my coach would be like, hey, Jen, come to this location. And then it would just be like Nike everywhere. I'm like, what is this? What is, what's going on? I'm like, oh, wow. Like this is a very important gig right now. So I can't, yeah, I mean, I never mess up events, but like, I got to be on like my P's and Q's, like watch who's around and try to even connect. So I did that for like almost like four years. And I still, I'm still in contact with all my like football coaches. So anything that I need, like even just like resume help or just like mentorship, I still talk to my college coaches. So right now I'm not really upset or anything. I'm just kind of going with the flow, but I still have like plans. Yeah. I have a vision board. So I like wake up to it every morning, like, ah, all right, let's get going. <laughs> yeah. So I do have like a plan, but like I'm right now, I'm just like going with the flow, trying to enjoy living the moment like what Rachel said just you know have fun I can get stressed out stressed out you know I just want to make sure that I'm good and everyone around me is good trying to keep the peace well yes I was just gonna say Jennifer you have you have the you already have a vision that game plan that that a game mindset what you do in your your current daily grind and what you're gonna be doing down the road in the future so we're beyond excited for you here on the daily grind and your business owner endeavors so as we say on the podcast keep up the grind I'm going to hand it off to our next segment of the event uh, to our Daily Grind Sports Marketing intern, Lauren Ricks, to lead our, our second special guest interview.
Hi, Rachel. So I have a couple of questions for you. So our first question is, what exactly is Girls of the Game and how was it started? So Girls of the Game is a series that I started, honestly, and for the most selfish reasons. It was right when COVID happened and I honestly expected to have an amazing job lined up um, and I didn't. Uh, so I was in dire need of some motivation of something to do and so I just I knew Taylor Rooks from a few events that we had both been at and I asked her um, if she would like talk to me about her life and her struggles and her triumphs and she said yes and I was like more people will probably say yes and I just started to interview all of these amazing impactful wonderful talented amazing amazing women and yeah that's like the girls of the game origins. So you talked about places that you met, people that you interviewed on Girls of the Game. So my next question is, when and where did you get the experience, the experiences that help you today? Man, I've gotten experience out of every, I think every opportunity, every day of your life is a learning experience. I always tell my friends, you can learn something from every single person you meet, whether it's somebody on the side of the road this person who checked you out at Publix, the, your professors, your friends, their parents, like you can learn something from everyone. I mean, I think in terms of my career, I think I've gotten the most experience from my time being the executive producer of a show. Uh, my friend and I started at University of Miami called The Culture. And The Culture was born again out of a need that we really had, which was to be seen on campus, specifically in um, the broadcast department. There were a ton of shows, like six or seven different UMTV shows, UMTV shows, but whether this was purposeful or not, I don't know, but it was always the case that if I was, or if um, there was a anchor position and the anchor position was a Black girl, I was not going to be casted on the show. And we really wanted to be able to share unique stories of Black college students and people of color. So we were like, let's start our own show. And we did. And people did not understand the mission. They didn't see why it was important. They didn't see why it was necessary. So that taught me a lot about what was going to happen in the work world. Uh, the culture taught me how to use my voice. It taught me how to find stories. It taught me how to be a leader, truly, because people were looking for me to have all these great ideas and solutions. And really, I was like a sophomore in college and I didn't know. But what I did learn is that sometimes you just have to fake it till you make it. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. So that's kind of what happened there. So you talk a lot about networking and connections. So we would like to know an experience that you had through networking that you know that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, I have the perfect story to tell. So I was interning at Bleacher Report. I was a social stories intern, which at the time was mostly Snapchat because Snapchat was like the only social story at the time. And then I think later that summer they rolled out like Instagram stories, um, but Snapchat was like the big seller. And they were like, oh, you have to meet this girl. She's about to leave Bleacher Report, but she's from Miami and I was at the University of Miami. So I was like, yeah, of course, I'd love to meet her. And her name is Vanessa. And we had such a good time. We went to get like uh, halal guys, I remember. And uh, we had like such an organic conversation. I was like, look, when I get to Miami, I'm gonna hit you up. Like, don't act like you don't know me. And she was like, I got you, girl. And boy, did she have me. 
So as soon as uh, turns out, she got a job working for the Dolphins. And when I got back to Miami, I interned in the video department. I was like doing game day and all of this. Um, and then after I graduated, you know, COVID happened, all these things. And she like kind of called me randomly and was like, hey, like, would you be interested in coming back? And I was like, absolutely. So that is, and I think networking, a lot of the time we think of it as like, it's something you have to be really rigid and you have to like go and like really pursue these types of people. But I think when you have organic relationships, that is what's going to really stay the course. So we definitely touched on this before and your new position at the Dolphins, but we would also like to know what does the future hold for you? What a question. What does the future hold? I mean, I honestly don't know. If you would have talked to me maybe when I graduated or before I graduated, I would have said I'm going to be living in New York and I'm going to be working out, I don't know, somewhere in New York. But here I am in Miami and I'm so happy. So I don't like to, like Jennifer said, I'm not going to put all of these crazy uh, restrictions on really limit myself because I have no idea what God has in store for me, but I know it's going to be amazing. And I just really um, hope that I can continue to help tell stories of amazing people who only I can tell. So yeah, I think whatever is in the future, I'm excited for it, but I'm also really focused on enjoying where I am today. Thank you, Rachel, for telling us a little bit about your grind and we wish you the best on your journey. And I'm gonna hand it back over to Kelly for our headlining sponsor. Yes, thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Rachel and Jennifer for providing great insights into your daily grind. Super informational and super inspirational in regards to our Road to the NFL Draft event tonight. So yes, we just wanted to say a thank you to our title sponsor today, Sports Headline. They are about, their, their podcast is about uh, debating the world's most pressing sports topics, bringing joy and knowledge to all who listen. So the co-host of that show is Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. They also have, if you want to follow them on social Twitter, they're at sports headline eight. Uh, Instagram is sports underscore headlines four. And they also have a YouTube channel. So again, a huge thank you to our title sponsor today to making this event possible reminders for all of you attending as well as our sponsors attendees here's all the above so if you missed one of our virtual events in our series we had marking through madness as well as feeling the grind uh, featuring the masters golf tournament uh, we have those events turned into episodes of our season two daily grind podcast so follow us on social and feel free to listen to those uh, great interviews as well inspired by both Jennifer and Rachel uh, on their Daily Grind stories. So uh, huge kudos to them for, for being a part of our Road to the NFL Draft. Thanks for tuning in to the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and comp our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you to all of you, and I hope we can do this again really soon. This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. Thanks also to our podcast team, Aiden Donaldson, Paige Albright, Lauren Ricks, and Mike Finkelstein.